Good afternoon, Crown Point. Mayor Pete Land here with another edition of the Lay of the Land podcast. This is season two, episode four. We are just discussing this is halfway through our second season. Um, appreciate all you viewers tuning in and keeping us at that number one ranking. So it's glad, good to see that you are enjoying the show as much as we like doing it. So uh, welcome. We got an exciting show for you um, today. We got a fantastic guest, especially with the start of school season upon us and all the stuff that's going on at the Crown Point School. So um, definitely stay tuned for the show. So as usual, we got our co-host Anthony Schleter here. Thanks, Anthony, and he's been working hard getting ready for our budget workshop and 2024 budget. Yep. So uh, what's been going on the last month besides well, that? I don't know. I mean, just in my household, it's all been about you know getting every last bit of summer in. Yeah. You know, so the girls been packing it all in and, uh, uh, you know, just getting ready for school. Got their, went out, uh, got out to school shopping in. Back to school shopping. You know, got their hair highlighted and nails oh, done and everything. So, nice. Glamour shots done. We good? Absolutely. So they're <laughs> good and ready to go. So, are they excited or are they like dragging? It's not like it was before. They used to be so excited going back to school, but now it's more like uh, summer's over. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But they enjoy school. So. Yeah. Well, you guys had a great summer with all the softball, and you guys had a lot of success. The girls had a lot of success with They did. They, the really, they really grew this year, and, uh, you know, both teams did well. And yeah. Second place in the uh, at the World Series. That's a big deal. Pretty place. close. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Pretty proud of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. As we have Adam Graper, our <laughs> third chair. Because <laughs> uh, everybody else said no, they couldn't come. But nevertheless, you know, people have said that – that I pick on Adam, you pick on Adam. Do you find that to be the case? Uh, no, I, you know, I think when you look up to somebody, that you <laughs> generally want to, you know, it's just like having a girlfriend at school. Sometimes you pick on Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. your boy. Yeah. You pick on him. So I get it. really like that. How do they work out with your girlfriend? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a four flap. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thank but you. thanks again for, for taking your time out of the to, to join the show. So, and then Mary... Doing a great job. Internet's holding up. Fantastic. Got a lot of money into this this season's budget or the season's yeah budget for the, the podcast. Sure. Um, so, like I said, we got a very exciting social. We have a rock star and a Crown Point School Corporation family, Mr. Dave Colson here joining us today. David, oh, thank, thank you, you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's you have no off season, I know, but right. I know right now it's it's hopping over at the. We have a lot of plates spinning and um, a lot of people doing a lot of good things to get this thing up and running for the school year. Yeah. And um, I do want to say thank you for inviting me to be here today. Um, and um, you know, given, Give me the opportunity to talk a little bit about what we're doing at yeah. the school corporation. As we, we gear up here. Yeah. Uh, what Season one, we had Superintendent Todd here as, as one of the guests. Uh, Talking about all the construction that was, you know, uh, well underway at that point and, and everything. So, right. uh, so th those of you that don't know, Dave is the school corporation safety and school uh, specialist. Um, so you've really taken that, you know, obviously you're one of the most critical jobs in the school corporation. Um, so we'll get into a little bit about yeah, that and sure. everything that you do and you have to prepare for and, and so forth. So it's all encompassing, but. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, so you just didn't like jump into the school corp. You got 
quite the law enforcement career got you up to this stage. Yeah, I've, I've been doing it for a little bit. Um, started back in 1980, actually, uh, at Indiana University uh, when I was going to school um, at Indiana University Northwest. They had a program, they still do, it's called the Cadet Program, and basically um, it enables you to go to the police academy while you're attending school, and you do duties around the campus, and get certified as a police officer. So at 19, I um, was able to get certified and then establish those credentials that would take me into the next phase uh, in 1981 uh, with the Highland Police Department. Um, I grew up in Highland, so it was always a dream of mine to be able to serve the community that I grew up in. I yeah. had so much respect for it. Um, and then I worked um, in patrol, and then um, the last year I was there in 1988, uh, 89, um, in the detective bureau and then left Highland, went to the federal government, worked for uh, ATF for about 29 years as a special agent. Um, that was always a dream to get into the federal system. Uh, always um, considered myself, however, I went to the federal government, I always considered myself a, a local police officer with a federal badge because that's where my passion always was. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for quite a while and then um, moved on because of mandatory retirement with the federal government and uh, criminal investigator special agents. They do have a 57 age limit, so then they kick you out and you always figure out what else you're going to do with you. So. Is, that, is that a little odd? I mean, 57, I'm, I'm 57 for crying out loud. It's not like it's old, right? Right. You're just kind of hitting your stride. So then how many total years did you work at ATF? Um, with my crude time, it was almost 29. So, like, what were some of the, the the assignments and tasks that you were that you were charged with? Well, I was very lucky when I got hired uh, in '89. Um, I was able, and when I say lucky, I was able to stay local. Um, I worked out of our Chicago Field Division uh, initially. Was assigned to our Oakbrook, Illinois office for about six months, and um, then I was able to come to Maryville. They opened an office in Maryville and got transferred uh, to Maryville um, again. Fortunate to be working in my my backyard, if you will. Yeah, um, we have um, you know a, a genuine. Uh, at least I had a genuine interest in making sure that our area was safe and uh, sound. Yeah, well, I know from the local law enforcement. Yeah, and the ATF, you and, and all of the ATF, it's the public doesn't realize how important uh, the shared resources and you know when we had situations, we would just call. And you guys were like in our city within 30 minutes and uh, here to help and the whole, yeah. the whole entourage of getting this situation under control right. and working together. And, that, and that's really one of the things that attracted me to go to ATF, to be honest with you, because it primarily hired police officers, officers um, throughout you know, various city, town, jurisdictions. So they have an appreciation. They know who the real police is. Yeah, the real police are, and it's not the feds. It's <laughs> so, but yeah. we do um, have the capability of bringing in uh, additional assets and um, work hand in hand. And one of the things that I um, was very fortunate again to work on in uh, Crown Point, actually, the city of Crown Point, we still are the fiduciary for um, the HIDA program. Yeah. So yes. when that started back in '98, um, initially it was at the Lake County. Uh, the old nursing home was where it was housed, and um, the sheriff, or not the sheriff's department, but uh, Lake County was the fiduciary at that time, and then there was a shift 
the height of moved to Crown Point, and then you became a fiduciary and basically employed all those civilian positions. So yeah. I was assigned from really the inception of Haida. Uh, we had a task force, we continue to have a task force there, and work hand in hand with uh, the other task forces, DEA, FBI, um, IRS has a component too, and basically everybody's working together. And what makes it a success, again, I go back to the local aspect of it, is having that local representation of police officers uh, from all the agencies to come together and work collectively um, for the for the betterment of our community. Yeah. So that's really, you know, was the highlight I would say for my career was working um, with all those different <clears throat> entities. And Crown Point was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We, what, we have officers assigned out. Yeah. There. That's right. Um, you had them there uh, early on, and um, and I've worked on different task forces over the years. Addition to height of DEA and the FBI, obviously worked with uh, a lot of your people. Yeah, I know. Like the residents have heard, you know, us talk about Haida, and um, it's not something that is overtly advertised. But um, you know, as I describe it, it's it's having like an extra police department in our city, so the public never knows when our officers call out to Haida, and like you said, it's it's different federal agencies all on the same task force and you can't get a better resource instantaneous resource and here it is right in our own community right. so and for your audience when i say high end, so that's an acronym for high intensity drug trafficking area it's a program it's not an agency but it's a funding mechanism that brings certain assets to the area and yep. lake county when it started um, it was very unique because it was a one county hide which was unheard of and this is back when our Congressman Vespowski was uh, in office. He brought it here, a one county Haida. Uh, $3 million, I believe, was the initial um, money that had been earmarked for our area. So um, it, it had, I, it had, and I think it continues to have an impact. It, it does. I can, yeah, to be able to pick up a phone um, and call your representative, or even if you don't have somebody on it as a police agency, they're still going to respond and help you. It's fantastic. Uh, so, you retired from the ATF? Retired, right? got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be nice, Dave. Nice day. <laughs> it's a family <laughs> show. And go bye bye. Right. Um, yeah, so at that time, you know, as luck would have it, uh, it was July of uh, 2017, and uh, the, my birthday is in August, so they give you to the end of the month, so the month that you're born. And, um, but in July, there was a, a posting for Chief of Police in Cedar Lake. So it wasn't on my bucket list to become a police chief, but yeah. um, I needed a job and I still had a little gas in the tank, as I still do. Yeah. So I put in for it, didn't expect to get it, and did. And um, so I worked there for about two years, a little over two years. And um, in that, during that period of time, I had the opportunity to work with Crown Point Schools because, uh, as you know, there's an elementary school in Cedar Lake, MacArthur Elementary, that's part of this Crown Point School Corporation. Yeah. And I had um, occasions to not only interact with the principal, but also some of the um, upper management of the school corporation. and got to know them uh, based on uh, different things that had happened um, in the area of MacArthur. And... There was an, uh, another opportunity that opened up uh, for director of security, supervisor of security, and uh, that's where I met Daria Akiva and um, yeah. 
put him forward and then again was very fortunate to, to get hired. Yeah. And that's almost four years ago. Yeah. Because when you, when they were going through that process, Artie had called me mm-hmm. and said, hey, do you know this Dave Colson? What do you think of him? And completely lied, said, you're a great guy, fantastic <laughs> fit. Well, you have. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. But um, I called and I said, if you're going to hire him, hire him because he's going to be a great asset to the, the school corp and, and, and the city. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, one of the things that really attracted me to it as well, um, this corporation, is that, again, that close-knit working relationship that the corporation has with the, the city of Crown Point, the police department, fire department, just, um, I think it's unprecedented, I'll be honest with you. I've seen other communities and um, the interaction just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. From so many different aspects. And one of the things that um, was in place when I was in Cedar Lake as chief um, and had been invited to several of the meetings that, um, the safety meetings with the city and the different components of the city. And to see that in motion is just really unique and uh, we continue to do that. Yeah. We meet on a regular basis. Um, we'll start that up again. We kind of had a little pause for the summer, but we'll start that up again. And you attended mm-hmm. mayor when you were chief here. Adam attends. We have representation from the fire department and police department, uh, the public works department, which is awesome, you know, and the EMA. So and then we have representation also uh, at those meetings from Cedar Lake Police Department, Fire Department, and Winfield, and, um, and Lake County Sheriff's Department because they serve uh, one of our uh, elementaries also. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of moving parts with with this when you look at it because most towns or cities is like okay we've got all these schools within the confines of our jurisdiction. Well, our corporation has as a Tentacles out to Cedar Lake and Winfield and unincorporated Lake County. So yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things in, in play um, that we have to make sure that we're we're not meeting people. Um, God forbid we had an incident, we're meeting them the first time at yeah. that incident. So. so what's our if you know this upcoming school season? Um, what's the enrollment now? Do um, you have any idea? We're right around nine thousand students, which is a, a which is a, <laughs> that is a lot. Which is a pretty good sized school corporation. Yeah, I think we're neck and neck with Lake Central. And if you look at Lake Central, it's comprised of three communities. Um, sort of, in some respects, similar with all the different um, components and play with you know the different communities. But yeah, we're right around nine thousand students. Nine thousand. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we so like to your point, um, and in the police department days, and I never understood this. You'd see, and I'd hear, talk to different chiefs, and they were at odds with their school corporation. I mean, like, at the neck, at odds. Yep. And I never understood that. Why? You, what, you know, what are you achieving? Right. You're not going to achieve anything right. taking that approach. Right. Um, so we've always been blessed. That, one, we've had a great uh, school board and, and leadership right. team, yes. uh, especially under Superintendent Todd and his staff and the current yep. school board makeup. Right. Um, it's just like you touch base meetings a monthly. So these are basically information sharing, get all the parties together, um, whether it's something specific or just, this is what's going on. Have you heard anything or is there any intelligence? That kind of thing. Um, just being proactive to the team. Um, it's, it's just always been a great, I mean, that has been awesome. I mean, I think Dave hit it on the head and you're hitting on the head mayor is that 
I mean, we've got Merrill, Chief Lilly in there, and you've got all these groups. Uh, I know Scott from County was there, uh, right. Chief Fisher, everybody that's coming back in and just discussing that. At the end of the day, we all have the same goals and the same wants and stuff. So how do we put our heads together, drop any of those barriers yeah. that we may have or differences, and okay, for the better good, what are we looking at? Right. And it, it's awesome to see everybody, you know, work together and, you know, hey, if I got an issue, I'd call Dave and vice versa and, and so on. Just Everybody works together. Right. And, you know, the kind of unique thing is um, we've had, um, or I've had some interaction with other school corporations and towns, and when, when I explain how we we are proactive and trying to be on the forefront of what, what we're doing, they can't believe that some of the um, people that are there at the table, uh, yeah. public works, for example, people would say, well, why would you have public works there? Well, they own a lot of smoke bombs and dump trucks. And if yeah. you had an incident, God forbid, where we had to have road closures and whatnot, you're going to be very reliant on your public works. Yeah. And Terry Sikori, his group, and you know, you have such a uh, you know, robust uh, public works department as well as everything else here, fire, police, they have them at the table. And people, once they hear that explanation, it's like, well, we need to do that. And I know that there's been several communities uh, that have, you mentioned. Uh, Chief Lilly from uh, Maryville Fire Department. They started the same thing um, on a pretty regular basis with their school corporation as well as the uh, city components. Yeah. Uh, so I think, and that was that was in place before I got here. So kudos to everybody that put that together and having that forethought about uh, what do we do to make sure that we're not, as I mentioned, not meeting the first time. Yeah. Something happens. Exactly. So. so obviously, your position, you got. You know, a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. I mean, the safety of all the schools. We just talked about how many different right. locations you have and jurisdictions. And we all got kids that are in the school corporation now. Um, so, you know, we want them to be as safe as possible. And, sure. and sadly, you can't, once a week, it seems like there's some kind of active shooter or some kind of incident in our schools across the country. So um, I know... There's no quick fix, but, you know, I think the school corp in Crown Point has been really proactive on that. Um, we know that uh, we have three SROs full-time in the school corporation, and then not to mention our DARE officer who's right. in full-time position in our elementary schools. Right. So how is that, you know, you and you see them all the time, interaction with them throughout your, yeah. you're all over the place. Well, again, I mean, it's a testament to the commitment that the city had. And this this was under your tutelage over at the police department across the street of bringing on uh, and forming this relationship with us, uh, bringing SROs to the school corporation, uh, which I think is huge. Um, we have two at the high school, one at each middle school. And then um, we just hired a civilian SRO to handle uh, our new education center. It's the old TAP. Yeah. So we have some coverage there. And again, when I, when I look at this city and look at what the services that are provided by the police department and fire department uh, look at, I don't think there's a, another corporation or city, town, school corporation that has uh, the police presence that we do. Every school within our corporation has police presence in the morning and, and in the afternoon. And they're, they're conducting traffic control, getting people in and out. Uh, I think it's been perfected over the years pretty well. 
Yeah, and just having, uh, I think there's a peace of mind by having that police officer and EMA there directing traffic, getting cars in and out, ensuring that the students are safe uh, in addition to having the crossing guards. When you add up all those things with uh, what the commitment is um, by the, the police department each and every day that we're in session, it's phenomenal. So thank you for that. Yeah, for, no, absolutely. for having that uh, huge believer that, you know, <clears throat> police presence or you know, EMA presence is huge. So it's nice driving up to that school and you get a marked squad car sitting right at the front door. You know, the, all the national news that we, you know, talked about. So then are there different, so you always have to look to adapt to different protocols or responses, you know, if there's an active shooter or whatever. Uh, a threat inside this school this is how we respond so are you guys you guys always going through the training with all the teachers and staff and yeah, we are and uh, we like to say that it's a living document our policy and procedures on that because it is ever evolving uh, unfortunately you know, these things happen on a more regular basis than anybody would imagine mm -hmm. um, but we're constantly uh, it, it, it's not a document that's, hey, we're, we're going to put it together, we're checking a box, and then we're throwing it up on a shelf. It's, a, it's something that's ever-changing, ever-evolving based on situations. Uh, there's usually after-action reports on all these incidents that happen, and we try to um, adapt accordingly. So, yeah, it's... And then we take that document, which contains a lot of our procedures and protocols based on best practices throughout the country, um, and then put it in motion with our teachers and staff. Yeah. And students, we do drills. And um, it's, you know, 25 years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. No, we you used know? to. I mean, you probably would still be mayor 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that wasn't yeah. on your initial bucket list yeah. either. But uh, I just remember, no. like, the tornado drills you get under your desk. Like, <laughs> what's that going to do? Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, we, we try to, you know, very deliberately put that training in, into motion at our school. That's obviously it's a tough subject. It is, to, you know, not only for the students but also for um, you know the the staff and the teachers to even think about. It. And you know, you know, it's you can prepare and prepare and prepare. And uh, and I, I know Mark Jean uh, Fermi, who's one of uh, my boss. He's also part of the safety component uh, within the leadership team. Um, he said, you know, we hope that this is the most practice we ever have that we never have to use any of it. So, um, and, I, and I believe that's it. That, but, yeah, it's well put. You know, it's, um, it, it's, it is a priority for us, absolutely. Keep yeah. the students, I mean, that's our most precious commodity, right? Yep. Is our students and, and our staff as well. But uh, we will continue to... Um, work hand in hand with all of our partners to make sure that we're we're hopefully not missing anything. Um, so I know you know construction is outside your daily day to day. <laughs> you know you're not out there yeah. putting hand drywall right, or whatever, right. but a um, lot of construction going on at, at all the schools. I think yeah. literally I think every school every school is in touch with construction. Yeah. Um, so everybody asks about you know the new tab. Yeah. So if you've been out You've yes. been out the oh sure yeah yeah so pretty impressive pretty impressive middle school yeah again you know this happened under uh, Dr Carroll's watch he he had a vision and continues to have a vision about where we're going as a corporation and 
a lot of the buildings were outdated. They needed to have makeovers, if you will. Yeah. Some of them are totally being rehabbed. Some of them are, um, as you mentioned, new construction like Taft. So, but every school is going through uh, uh, some type of update. I, I think it's important to to note too on the on the construction of the construction of the schools. Not only were the you know were the, the physical buildings you know were improved, but a lot of the parking lots were re-engineered to make sure that the, the, the busing, yeah. parking, right. loading and unloading was safer, more improved, get get, get all that traffic off the streets yep. and get it into the parking lot. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of consideration on, on just how to tra transport uh, the students. Right. Uh, that's, uh, everybody loves the bomb on little, little token of appreciation from us to you. So. Thank you very much. And will it go on to the... Oh, it'll the go on there, buddy. Let me tell you that. it's The shelf's going to have go. to do a secondary shelf. Yeah, I think so. Or have Quinn do it, because if I did, it'd be all not level or anything. But, and then uh, you got some nice coffee cups, Bulldog coffee cups. A little bit. How nice is that? Mary, you have one Mary, as well. Mary, you even got one, huh? That's right. Fancy container. Adam, you can have the container. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> Lots of <my> stuff in <laughs> there. No, no, but <laughs> you get coins. You go to McDonald's, you can get uh, 12 beverages instead of the two that they yeah. really There you go. There you go. Um, well, I appreciate you coming in. Um, school new year is well underway, and it's a fantastic first day. Oh, yeah. I right? Did. All 9,000 kids. I got three there, and they absolutely loved it. So it's all good. And what 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 grades you're, you got down so, in high school? Yeah, she'll be a sophomore. My oldest will be a sophomore, and my youngest is going in eighth grade. So she'll be the first graduating class of the new Taft. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. brand new school. Brand new school for them. Yep. Very nice. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, we went out there for the ribbon cutting. Yeah. Such yeah. an impressive school. When you turn yeah. the corner and you come and see the whole thing, how massive it is. It's, it's impressive. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't think they um, they failed on any detail for that. And it's uh, great for the students, great for the staff. Yep. Fantastic. So looking forward to a great school year. I appreciate you coming in. Mayor, thank you very much. Always a pleasure appreciate meeting and uh, talking to you. The opportunity to be here. Heck yeah. So I said, um, very, um, I mean this, very impressed with everything that you guys do here in this community. Yeah. And the people that uh, the residents should be very uh, proud of. Yeah. Well, never, never a, uh, got a great community. Never a weekend or even during the week that there isn't something popping around here. That's right. Yeah, there's something. Try to very variety, something new for everybody. So yeah. thank you. So Crown Point, our hometown rocks, and it's because of our citizens. So they're great people. Very good. Anyway, so that's the um, Mary. You have any concluding remarks? I should not shut you out. I'm sorry. She's shaking her head now. Okay. Uh, so that concludes this episode of Lay the Land. I appreciate everybody tuning in. This month's business spotlight is Dear Danny Boutique. Shop Dear Danny Boutique at 107 West Joliet Street for hand-picked, limited quantity collections from contemporary clothing and accessories to specialty items. You've been listening to Lay of the Land with Crown Point Mayor Pete Land and Chief of Staff Anthony Schleter. If you like what you heard today, Come hang out with us on the third Tuesday of every month. Lay of the Land is available on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.